This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCute, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. It's been a year since uh, Karen and I spoke last. Um, Drive Hope has created so much positive change in South Africa. It's absolutely beautiful. I know the listeners of Good Things Guy and the readers have been following this incredible initiative, but um, but we're going to catch up because it's grown a lot since we last spoke. Um, and, and you've been the driving force behind it. Uh, you and Liberty, obviously. Karen, how's it going? Good, thanks in yourself, Brent. Lekka, it's so good to have you back on the Good Things Guy podcast chatting about these good things. Um, For those that may be under a rock, that they have no clue what I'm talking about, what is Drive Hope and and how did it all come about? Sure, so Drive Hope is an initiative we started, what's it, two years ago, just kind of before lockdown, um, where we felt that there were so many South African corporates doing such great work um, for their CSI projects and trying to help those in need. And, you know, obviously they're core projects that everyone considers. But there was kind of nothing that was just helping the man on the street, just Joe Blogs who just had too much money at the end of the money. Um, and it, it was an opportunity for us to use some of our clout, the powers that be gave me some budget and said, you know, try and make change in people's worlds. And we started helping out our staff. So people who, you know, we look after them, but also kind of charity begins at home. So we felt we couldn't go out with this big initiative and and go help our communities and people around us when we actually knew that there were people in our organization who were going through the most. And this started from small things like literally school shoes, food for the rest of the month, people who had just kind of, it'd been too many unexpected expenses and they just fell on hard times and kind of weren't really seeing how they could make things work and make ends meet. And so we felt there was a huge opportunity for us to help people who aren't on the receiving end from big charities or from, from corporations. And what was that reception like? So we're going to cast our, our mind back to two years ago when this sort of all came to be and you, it, was, it was an idea that you had. Um, was the need great then is the first question. And, and sort of what was the reception like? Was it more people uh, emailing or, or sort of writing in that I have a problem or going... Uh, my next door neighbor actually needs a little bit of help. So, you know, when we started off, and I think people were a little bit shocked by the initiative because we obviously did the call from from internally um, in terms of like, are, are you sure? Are there no terms and conditions? Like, where's the fine print? Um, and we were like, no, we're being completely legit. Um, and so it started off kind of with email recommendations that came through or nominations. And we found it was a lot of people trying to pay it forward. So it wasn't people nominating themselves. It was actually saying, look, I know Joe Blogs in the area. Um, And he's having a bit of a rough time. Could we do it? And then it just grew word of mouth. So, I mean, we do have the email line open, drivehopeatliberty.coza. But for the most part, it's actually word of mouth. People then dropping us a line. Um, And also what we find now, people who've been helped kind of paying it forward as well. So we're getting a lot of people kind of, I heard you help this person out. Or I heard you did X, Y, and Z. Like, what a great initiative. You know, here's someone else. Or actually, could you consider me? Um, which has also kind of come through a little bit. Absolutely beautiful. And I think that's, that's the organic growth that is so special, yeah. is that, that you want to help uh, the community around you. Has, have you found, um, so it launched in 2020, we're now in 2022, has that need 
um, been the same? Is it greater? What is it like, the sort of um, requests that you're getting? So the requests are pretty much the same, Brent, to be honest. I think, you know, in South Africa, you know, going through COVID, going through the most, we had to shift how we were going to be able to, to pay people money or give people what they needed. You know, originally we wanted to do baskets and we, we wanted to, you know, go buy the school shoes and, and, and go get the tangible stuff that people couldn't do. And COVID kind of threw us all for a bit of a loop that we, we still wanted to run the program, but we needed to find a way to actually uh, pay them. Uh, so we partnered with a great company who, who does a whole lot of vouchers across a, a whole range of suppliers. Um, and that partnership was started. And so for the most part, people want basic needs. They, they don't have enough money for food. Um, they don't have enough money for shelter. Um, they don't have enough money to, to clothe their kids or educate their kids. Um, so a lot of it, and, you know, even when we started the, the program, we had to put some, kind of some form of framework together on like, how are we going to allocate? Because we couldn't help everyone, um, but we wanted to be able to do the most with what we had. So we weren't into giving, you know, 100, 200,000 rand away to people because it was kind of, we wanted to try and impact more people. Mm. Uh, and, you know, 2,000 here, 5,000 there, 1,000, et cetera. Um, I think what struck us was just the huge thanks and, and, and gratuity that you got out of that. I mean, you would have thought you just paid people a million rand. Yeah. So I think there was also this big learning around, it's not about giving someone half a million or a million rand. There's so many people who sure they would need, it would be life-changing, but the people we've helped a thousand rand, 2000 rand, two and a half thousand, that's been life-changing for them in that moment. And I think sometimes we lose, lose perspective around, like what is that value of the money you know and the value of money is i'm able to feed my children for a month or i'm able to buy sanitary pads for my for my for my girls or go so the needs still the same that we had two years ago still very much focused on on kind of well-being food shelter clothes warmth we've branched out here or there depending on some needs that have come through but the bulk of them still around um which is fascinating to me still the basic needs that we just are not getting to uh, enough of to our South Africans. Two things stand out there for me. One, it's almost like there's there's a, a segment of our society that falls through the gap. It's almost like they're lost, right? So, so the charities aren't able to help them because they feel like the need is not big enough or whatever that is. And and the second the second side of that is something that I that I try harp on about a lot is that when you're giving to organisations or charity, it's not about the 10,000 rand, 100,000 rand, whatever those big numbers are. Sometimes it could literally be your five rand or 10 rand that goes into a pot. And that pot then becomes this great uh, movement of help that, that is able to help people move forward. Um, and I think that's the beauty of what, what your concept is and what you're rolling out is that you're helping those lost people, the people in that gap. And it's also the smallest things that are the biggest things that make this huge difference. What, what is some of the most heart or one of the most heart touching stories that, uh, that has come out of the last year since we last spoke? There are so many. I mean, I take my hat off to my Drive Hope squad because they deal with them day in and day out. I, you know, I touch on a few of them, but these guys really, you know, firmly believe in this project and, and literally sell their soul every week. I mean, the stories are so sad. I think some of the ones that stuck out for us was, um, you know, helping East Coast Radio, partnering with them to try to uh, bring some relief to, to the flood victims. I mean, KZN has just been on the, the receiving end of someone's wrath yeah. over the past year. Um, and so being able to, 
to help there, whether it be through food or gain, you know, warm clothing, blankets. It's things that you would think are so easy for communities to rally around to provide. And it's just, it's not, you know, so any, any little bit of help that we could do there, um, you know, people have just lost so much through COVID, through natural disasters, through what happened in, in KZN as well. I think for me, you know, some of the stories are where it's really impacted the kids. Kids haven't been able to go to school because their parents haven't been able to work because they couldn't do the school fees or they didn't have clothes to go to school, so they didn't go. Um, those ones are always the ones that, that pulls out at the heartstrings as well. Um, and then we've had some inspirational ones. You know, the recent one we've just helped is a young, young um, uh, quadriplegic from Cape Town who's going to the World Surfing Champs uh, or planning to go to the World Surfing Champs at the end of the year. Um, and we, we gave Raimondo and his family uh, kind of some money to help ease that financial burden. Again, you know, we try help where others aren't, but every now and then, you know, also to lift our teams up, you get an inspirational story that just comes across your desk and you're just like, you actually can't not help them. You know, this is a, a kid who, who is, you know, you speak to him and he's like, you know, I'm going to go swim. And you're looking at him, he's like, but you can't swim. And he's like, no, I can you know, and I think there's just such fascinating lessons in all of this around, you know, you've got people worse off than yourself who yeah. just have this mindset that if given the opportunity, some funding, wow, like, they, you know, the future's in good hands, put it that way. So I'm, I'm thankful that this is a podcast that no one can see me because I'm getting all teary <laughs> while you're talking. Uh, we reported on that story about um, the, the para team that are going over to this World Surf Champs uh, and, and the majority of them had raised enough money to get over, but there were just a few that hadn't made it to that sort of end point. And to hear that he's going to make it there and he's going to be able to compete on a world stage, um, that that actually gives me goosebumps because it means that he he's living his dream. And not only that, but, uh, but that whole entire team will be holding South Africa's flag really high, which is really, really exciting. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when you speak to them and you, you, you kind of, you say to them, like, what, what will this change for you? It's like, People who are helping them can see the bigger picture. Um, for 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 Ray and his, he's like, it, you know, it'll help my mom and it'll help this, and it it actually really makes you sit back and go. I think we get quite, um, you know, overzealous in what we do, and we 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 lose sight and perspective of these little things and these little things that make these people who have way less than us so much more appreciative. I was just like can I not bring my 15 year old lodger to come have a conversation with you about like, you know, what he does and what his normal is, you know, uh, you know, Fiona was telling me a few things that he does and, you know, for him, it's normal to do it. And I was like, my teenager can't even share his sweets, yeah. you know? Um, so I think that's, you know, again, as much as we're helping people, I think what people don't realize from this drive hope and the people that we help is that they're really helping us who are in a far more privileged position to really kind of just gain a little bit of perspective sometimes before you go kind of bemoan your lot in life. Yeah, completely. So has Drive Hope now become part of Liberty's CSI sort of portfolio? Is this something that is going to be ongoing? Is this uh, something that, that you're going to carry forward uh, into the next year? What is what is the plans for Drive Hope? 100%. You know, it's it's not a formal CSI project. Like I said, it's a bit of a, it's a heart project. Um, and and certainly with our new positioning around being in it with, with you, we're trying to find opportunities of kind of really 
um, being that demonstrative arm of what this means for our brand. Um, so yes, it will continue. Um, you know, budgets allowing, of course, um, the brass still really like the idea and they, they give me quite a lot of leeway with it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we look to continue. I mean, in two and a half years, we've allocated just over two and a half million rand. So again, in the, in the broadest sense of massive CSI, not a lot. But when you think about the seven and a half thousand people we have indirectly impacted with that two and a half million rand, um, you know, can you imagine if every corporate NSA just allocated two and a half, three by year to do rad stuff because they're rad people? Because that's actually where we came from. It's like we're really just a good bunch of people and we're just trying to do good in the smallest way that we can. Um, and it's, it may not be shifting the dial on an exponential level, but we certainly are impacting uh, people's lives and people are talking about us and, and people are, are super grateful. And I think the great thing about these things is that they pay it forward. They don't just take it and go, well, you know, Drive Hope helped me and, you know, we're all good. They go, well, Drive Hope helped me, but could you help this person? So we very rarely put our calls anymore to say, you know, email us. Um, because we're, we're getting so many requests just coming in through word of mouth, through kind of um, passed on people kind of coming through and, and asking for, for assistance in some shape or form. You know, you speak about, um, the, again, you, I love the way you, you make your answers complex and so rich. Um, so, so the first thing there is that, yes, uh, Liberties is a massive organization. But at the heart of it is people like you that 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 care about the community and care about South Africa and want to do good. And, and it's not just you. Um, Drive Hope has got a team and that whole team is passionate about creating this incredible change in South Africa. And um, the other thing that you said, which I think is so vitally important, is about other corporates and even individuals getting getting on board with this idea, right? So yes, it's a concept that you came up with, but that doesn't mean it belongs to you. Being kind is is it's, it's ingrained in us, and it's, it's something that we should all be doing. And if more of us are are in that space where we're we're leading with kindness, uh, we have a, a focus in our head of charity, where we're giving back. Then maybe that horrible new normal that everybody spoke about when when that thing ended. Um, that new normal could be one where we are kinder to each other and we can help South Africa rise and be the country it's supposed to be by, by helping the people um, who need the help the most, really. 100%. And I think, you know, you've just got to go spend a day or even an hour with that Drive Hope squad and you, you just realize kind of how hard and how tough a lot of people have it. And yet when you speak to them, their gratitude and they, they're like, they're like, are you sure? You know, like even they second guess themselves, you know, it's just, you know, it, it, it feels like your money that you're giving away as much as it's, it's Liberty's money, that feeling of being able to impact someone and, and the thanks that you get. And the, I mean, there's days there's just been tears on the phone. I've had my squad in tears and I'm like, okay, guys, can we need to pick ourselves up, you know, but it, it, I think it's just, when you spend and you spend time with people who have less than you or have just had a really rough ride, um, it really humbles you. And I think it just it shows you to actually take that step back and to really think about, you know, what are we going to complain about today? Being kind, being nice to someone. You can be all things to all people, but like kindness and, and, and just being nice takes nothing 
away from you, nothing. And I think if we have a little bit more of that uh, and you have a little bit of extra cash here and there to try help make someone's day, I think, you know, that's, you have this great feeling about yourself and there's certainly a, a, a great sense of, of calm that sits with their team. This isn't their day job. They've got full-time day jobs as well. So, you know, the time and the effort they put into this, they do it because they love it. And I think the lessons that they similarly have learned and gotten out of this over the past two, two and a half years um, have been incredible. I've, I've seen like immense growth just from that team of mostly ladies. So we do need a couple of men. We actually roped in one of the guys and he was so hot. So after the first call, he was like, I don't know how you girls do this. Um, but we're like, come on, Steph, you can keep going. You can keep going. So, you know, I think it's, I think sometimes people think it's a really easy part of our job. Um, but it's really, it is emotionally draining and really tough. So kind of hearing good stories come out of the back of it is, is always um, super rewarding. Well, that's what we're going to keep doing. We're going to keep telling your good stories and, and the good stories of the good things that Liberty and the Drive Hope Squad are doing. Um, I, I've loved covering this for the last two years and sort of just being there. I'm, I'm not even a part of it. I, li- I literally just sit back and tell the stories. Um, that's how great my job is. I get to be on the other side of that. But uh, if there's someone who maybe wants to pass that kindness on and, and feels that there's someone in the community that you can help a little bit, um, where do they go? What do they do? What is the easiest way to get in touch? They can hit us up on any of our social channels, Liberty Group SA, Facebook, Twitter, Insta, YouTube, uh, or you can just drop us an email at drivehope at liberty.coza. It's that simple, South Africa. It's hashtag drive hope if you're looking for some of those stories. Um, they are all on good things, guy. We do uh, sort of tell the stories of the good work that's been doing. So the Drive Hope Squad, to Karen, to you, to the whole team, to Liberty, I want to thank you so much for the good stuff you're doing. And I want to thank you for being on the Good Things Guy show today. And thanks so much, Brent, for giving us an opportunity to tell our story, to spread the news and... and uh also try to help your community as well, you know? So uh, that's super important for us as well to try to spread the love. That's it. Wishing you only good things. And for more good things, visit www.goodthingsguy.com. Okay? Love you. Bye.